You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Needless to say, our life has been pretty chaotic. That's pretty pretty normal right now. (laughs) But see see our living room? (laughs) It's not immaculate. (laughs) There's clothes on the couch. There's baskets on the couch and toys everywhere. So that is our life right now. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Well, so Todd switched things up on me a few years ago. Jesus did. When we got married, he was leading worship as a choir director Mm -hmm. at a Baptist church. And I grew up Baptist, and I sang in the adult choir as a teenager. And I was like, man. You were the only teenager in the adult choir. No, there were a few others. There were. were. Um, That's not how you told the story last time. It's okay. Continue. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll stay in my lane. You, You do your part. Okay, so anyway, I was thinking, I can do this. I can sing in the choir with Pastor Todd leading worship. This is easy. And then a few years later, he felt the calling to go into being a senior pastor. So I did not sign up to be up here on the platform. (laughs) But I will tell you, I will tell you, it is an honor to be able to speak to y'all and for Pastor Todd to share all of the exciting things that happen in y'all's life and get to hear them firsthand. Um, It is truly an honor. (laughs) So, but anyway, um, the last few days, Todd and I have been discussing how crazy our life is. We think it's just crazy right now. It's always crazy. So we, back in 2009, we got married. This year we are celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary. (laughs) So so that's exciting. So in 2009, we got married and we moved to Midland. Beautiful town. Beautiful town. And then in 2010, we felt God calling us to Burleson. So we moved to 2010, 2011. Uh, Todd began working on his master's degree, had a job change, and we found out we were expecting our first baby, Noah. (laughs) And in 2012, we we welcomed that precious little boy into our life. And then my parents got a divorce that year. Um, And you also decided you felt the Lord calling you to senior pastor, Hope Church. What a year 2012. (laughs) Um, 2013, we had a cancer scare with Noah. Uh, we moved to Cleburne because we were living, still living in Burleson. And then we found out we were accepting, ex- expecting our second baby, Maddie. <laughs> and then in 2014, we welcomed her into the world. 2015, we sent Noah to pre-K. Yes. <laughs> and we moved into, we, well, the church purchased this land and this building for us to move into. So that was an exciting year. We spent our summer painting. <laughs> 2017, we welcomed Isaiah into the world. <laughs> that was and, her idea. 
in 2018, we welcomed Jonah into the world. <laughs> Still her idea. <laughs> in 2000, <laughs> in 2000, that was God's idea. No. <laughs> 2000, that later. <laughs> 2019, we, we began this year off with a move. So the last 10 years, we've had some pretty exciting things happening. Yeah. And I will tell you, a lot of really stressful things happened too. <laughs> a few things. So we've seen the highest of highs and we've seen some pretty low lows. But um, we've definitely gone through some seasons. A and <laughs> And right now, the season we're in with four children, seven and under, <laughs> we are learning to be content yeah. and find the happiness in our life. So today what we're talking to you about is how to be content. Um, so, you know, sometimes we, we have trouble with being content, but today we just want to talk about how to be content in your season, whatever season you have. So if you have your Bibles, grab them, go to Genesis chapter 15. I'm going to be in Genesis 15, 16, and 21 today if you want to follow along. But before I get there, I've got a quick announcement. I know we said on the announcement videos to make sure and sign up for the Saturate Conference. I just want to give you a heads up. There will be a sellout point for that conference. It's a great conference. You would pay some decent money to go to this conference anywhere, but we're offering it to you for free. But you have to sign up. About We are a little bit over half full and there's about a month left to sign up. So if you don't sign up, at some point, I have a feeling that we're going to have to cut it off because we're only going to sell as many tickets as we can sit in this room and we won't sell any more because we don't want the fire marshal to come shut us down. So make sure you get on your tickets. You can get on your app, go to event registration and sign up for the Saturate Conference. It's free unless you want lunch or child care. So... Uh, Come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. I've been talking to the two pastors that are coming. We've got uh, two pastors coming, our worship team, and two other worship teams. I mean, it's going to be off the chain. Do the young people still say that, Mo? They say off the chain, or they say it's going to be lit, right? It's going to be lit. All right, so Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Today we're going to be talking about Abraham and Sarah. So let me begin their story. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven. And number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to them, You shall, uh, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted to it to him as righteousness. So the first thing that we must do in order to be content in our season is we do not doubt the Lord's plan. Do not doubt the Lord's plan. That's what Abram's doing in this verse. The Lord told Abram about, what was it, in Genesis 12. So so three chapters before this, he said to him, you're going to be a father of many nations and you're going to have a son. But the issue is, is he's saying, well, God, are you sure it's going to be a son? You sure it's not going to be this heir to my household? But he said, no, 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 no. It's going to be a son. Look at the stars in the sky. Look how they're numbered. So too will be your offspring. And so even when the Lord doesn't show up, sometimes we doubt him. 
But what we're saying to you today is don't doubt what the Lord's doing. Sometimes he's up to something that you don't even know. So about a few months back, about about a year ago, we got a call during one of the services that my grandmother was confused. They had taken her to the hospital and they thought she was having early on stage of dementia. So my parents left uh, before the end of the service. Obviously, I still had to preach to you. So after the service was over, Crystal and I got in the car, went to Mineral Wells to check up on her. We got to the house. It was obvious she was confused. And, and that was rough on me because all of my grandparents, God has blessed me. All four of my grandparents are living right now. And so to have my grandmother be so frail and look so frail, it was tough on me because, you know, I know one day they're going to be gone, but I wasn't ready for that day to be right now. And so on the drive home, you know, I was trying to sort through that and Crystal goes to me, you know, as you drive along, guys, sometimes your wife throws things at you as you're driving, you're minding your own business. And she just says, we need to go by the grocery store. And I go, sure. And I always ask, what do we need to get? Because I'm gauging how long this trip is going to be, you know, guys, the problem is she just said, well, I just need to get one thing. I'm like, one thing? When do we ever need to go to the grocery store to get one thing? She goes, I need a pregnancy test. And I went, are you sure? I mean, she goes, well, it is possible. I said, well, I know it's possible, but I mean, we have three kids, you know, not to go into detail, but are you sure? And so we went to the store, we got the pregnancy test and I forgot about it and we went home. And actually Ethan called me on the phone. And we were dealing with a, an issue in the church and we were talking through it and, you know, we were getting into it and, and Crystal looked at me, which this is not uncommon. She looked at me with her eyes and she said, get off the phone. You know, ladies, you ever do that? And I go, I go, just one minute. Which one, you know, just a second. We're, I felt that Ethan and I were wrapping it up. Ethan's not a long-witted person on the phone. So it's like, hey, we're almost done. And, and I said, just one minute. So what she do? She throws something at me. Now, of course, I'm a good athlete, so I caught it. And I look at it, and it's a pregnancy test, and it looks positive to me. So as Ethan's talking to me, I'm ADD, so I could do two things at once. I looked up at her, and I went, and she goes, get off the phone. And, and, so, and so I said, hey, bud, let me call you right back. So, and I go, are you serious? Is this positive? I said, are you jacking with me? Did you get something? And, and she said, no, it's positive. And I was like, I went, first thing I said my parents are going to kill us because dad always talks about you keep keep my Christmas budget going up and I said he said that about the last kid can you imagine so the funny thing was is we were dreading the most the conversation with my mom and dad more than anything else we're like what are we going to tell mom and dad because mom keeps all the kids she's probably not going to keep four kids now, we haven't got to that point yet. She hadn't, she hadn't quit on us, so y'all pray for mom. Um, yeah, yeah. So if, if any of you want to help my mom, I'm sure she's open to help. Uh, but we were sitting there going, what the heck are you going to do, Lord? I had only, our plan was to have two kids. Crystal asked me for a third, and then God gave us four. And so we're saying, God, what are you doing? And so what I'm saying to you is if we doubt that God has good things for us, then we doubt if God is good. 
If we doubt that God has good things for us, then we doubt that God is good. You can share that on Facebook. Because what we're saying to you is, don't doubt it. It may not seem like the most awesome thing at the time, but God has a plan. And I truly believe baby, baby Jonah's there in the, in the front or second row. I believe God has big things for him uh, and he has a plan for his life. So hit us with number two, beautiful. <laughs> well, you also left off part of the story too. I we did. went to district council. Oh yeah, I left that part out. And when we went to district council, Todd had the pleasure of opening up all of district council with prayer and we were at backstage with a lot of the district and we were trying to deal with doubting god and Delegate. we have to go in front of all these pastors and, and lead them in prayer <laughs> we got it <laughs> and we were telling the story about how jonah came along and how we we were kind of blindsided by it and not expecting it um, and they said you know what god has great plans for that little boy and he's, he's here for a reason. And um, well, he was prophesied the, over. The pastor that was talking to us, I didn't say this in the first service, he was the unexpected fourth child of his family too. So I, coincidence, I think not, right? <laughs> yeah. So hit him with number two. Okay. Um, so do not press God's timing. In Genesis 16, 1 through 4, we're going to learn what happens when you press God's timing. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go to my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. So after Abram had lived had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. So 10 years later, Abram finally conceives a child through another woman. And what Sarah did is she decided, hey, God's not answering. He's, he's, not, he's not giving us what he promised. Maybe, maybe, which this wasn't from God, it was from Sarah. She took matters into her own hands. We're going to have a child through my servant. They were so desperate to have a child and have an heir. They saw all of their friends, <laughs> everyone else they felt in the world, were having heirs except them. And they doubted. As Pastor Todd was pointing out in the last, they doubted that, that God had something good for them and God had something worth waiting for. And as we mentioned earlier, our lives have been chaotic. And, and you know, there, it's really easy for me to grow, uh, think, man, I really miss when it was just Todd and I. If we, want, if, we, if we wanted to go to Dairy Queen after watching Jimmy Fallon, yes. we could do it. <laughs> if we wanted to go to the grocery store together, it was a quick trip. We could go together. We did everything together. It was fun. Go we didn't have to be by ourselves. Our popcorn. Yes, we didn't have to share. <laughs> or I want to hold the bucket. No, I want to hold the bucket. No, let's, I want to hold the bucket. <laughs> let's take a break from the popcorn. <laughs> 
liar. So, um, you know, Todd and I, we look back on those days and like, man, those are really nice days. You know, and it's going to be like that again one day, Lord willing. They'll, they'll grow up and go to college and we'll be at home by ourselves. Then we can go to Dairy Queen or McDonald's or Walmart oh after Jimmy Fallon. I'm not going to Dairy Queen or Walmart <laughs> after Jimmy Fallon. It gets crazy out there. <laughs> but... If we waste our time looking forward to those times or missing the old times, we're going to miss out on so many wonderful things that are going on right now. Yeah. You know, Noah had his kindergarten graduation last year. He had soccer games. He's wanting to play football, which I'm totally against, but <laughs> he's, he's not letting up on this. <laughs> he's working on mom. He is. He's chiseling away. Dance recitals, first smiles, first walks, first steps. You know, there's so many wonderful things to enjoy at bedtime stories, nighttime prayers, dance, proms. There are so many things that you just see God's glory in and the gifts that God has given you. And it's important not to dwell on the past or want for more. It's so important to focus on what are what is God doing today? Where 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 are what are ways that God is showing me mercy today and grace today? Kenzie and I were talking earlier this week, <laughs> and she was saying, "Oh, I'm trying to get up the strength to go to the grocery store." <laughs> and I said, "Don't you do Walmart, Walmart pickup?" Yeah. And she's like, "Well, we use Central Market. She doesn't live near Walmart, I assume." And so, <laughs> or you don't like Walmart? Maybe I'm not sure. Of course she loves Walmart. <laughs> if Fort Worth, Central Market is fresher and nicer. And Anyway, but she was like, but um, I, I don't want to pay the extra fees that I have to pay. And, and anyway, we got to talk, we, were, we moved on, or I moved on in my day, and she texted, she's like, guess what? Central Market is doing free pickup today. And she was <laughs> so excited. I'm like, oh, that's like a hug or a wink from God. And it's just... <laughs> It's just little things like that. that God, God bless me with grocery pickup. <laughs> hey, it's the small things when you're a mom. This blessing is upon my life. Hey, those are just things that, you know, God is showing, hey, Kenzie, I love you. And I, I don't want you to stress. You're expecting your baby in a few weeks. You have a toddler. That's hard. I want to bless you. And I, he's, show, he's shining down on, on her. That, those are the things that we need to really embrace and not overlook. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of that, we say, how many of us would wait 10 years on an answered prayer? You know, I don't think all of us would. Some people raise their hand in the first service, but, um, you know, it's hard. We expect God to answer our timing. But the third and final point that we have is, is waiting on God is worth the wait. Waiting on God is worth the wait. Genesis 21, 1 through 6, they finally get the baby. The Lord visited Sarah and he said, And the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son, and in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called uh, the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son when he was eight days old as God commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears me will laugh over me. What she's saying, she's not saying that God is going to laugh, that God is going to allow everybody to laugh at her. What she's saying is God brought her joy. The waiting on him has brought her 
joy. Now these guys, listen, they waited 25 years. If you do the math through the timeline, they waited 25 years to have a baby. How awesome would that baby be? Now guys, I'm here to tell you, whether you're married, whether you're not married, it is worth the wait to wait on God. Single people, hear me. I know sometimes in church, we push you to get married. We put married people up on a pedestal. But what I'm here to tell you is it's not worth getting married if you don't marry the right person because you're going to be miserable. It's better to be single and happy than married and miserable. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that marriage is miserable, but I'm saying being married to the one you're not supposed to marry is miserable. I'm married to the one that God has called me to, and it can be difficult at times. I can't imagine marrying the wrong person because it didn't happen. But what I'm saying to you is, single people, make sure it's the right person. I knew it was the right person because I heard the angels singing when she walked in the Red Lobster in Abilene. I heard, ah, there was light behind her. That's was great. Maybe that won't happen for you. I don't know. But, but guys, what I'm also telling you is, is guys, guys, single guys, men, God wants us to step up. Because I believe that we're living in a generation that is fatherless. Because guys want to spend too much time being fathers instead of being a dad. You see what I'm saying to me? Everybody can be a father, but not many can be a dad. And so what I'm saying to you is don't get, don't get to a point to where you're able to have children, if you smell what I'm stepping in, okay, until you're ready. Because I'm here to tell you the responsibilities of dads are as high as you probably can think they could be. You hold this baby in your hands and you're like, wow, this little guy's depending all on me. Now mom's there too, but... I mean, you're sitting there going, wow, this is all on me. A saying my dad says is that dads are on the bottom of the food chain, but we hold up the food chain just so that nobody can fall, right? And so guys, what I'm say- saying to you is, yes, marriage is great. Yes, parenting is great, but don't enter there until you're ready for it because it's going to change your life. You have to now be the most unselfish you ever have been in your whole entire life. If you want to find out how selfish you are, get married. And you'll know real quick how selfish you are. Because God tested me shortly into the marriage to see how good of a husband I was going to be. Crystal had a kidney stone. And she had to have a lithotripsy. Well, the doctor wanted to see how many kidney stones came out. So she was in a lot of pain. And, and her urine needed to be strained. And she couldn't do it. So guess who got to strain the urine? Me. <laughs> She's a nurse. I'm a pastor. I don't touch the stuff. Who passes out with yeah. medical Yeah, I pass out. Yeah, that's why we have four children. I pass out. But <laughs> there's a story there. I'll tell you later, okay? But those of you that know, know, okay? And so what I'm saying to you is it's only when we wait on the Lord's timing that we find pure joy. 
It's only when we wait on God's time, when we're ready for everything that he has to offer that we find pure joy. Young people, don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. Enjoy what you have now. You don't wanna be a parent until you're ready. You don't wanna get married until you're ready. Make sure that this is the right person before you get married, because once you're there, that's it. And so take the time, speak to the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, waiting on the right person, this is my right person, is worth the wait. No matter what hard things we go through, and I'm here to tell you, we've, we, we were the right ones for each other. That doesn't mean that, we didn't, that the devil didn't throw everything he could at us. But here, 10 years later, the lady deserves a medal because she's lived with me for 10 years, right? Can I get an amen out there for that? Right, okay. Calm down, jeez. I put up with you too. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us in our life today? We got three questions to challenge you throughout your week in case I missed anything, but you know. So the first question is, are you getting stuck in the trap of comparing your life to someone else? I think too often it's easy to get on Facebook and see what Sally's got going on over there with her family and her kids and her car and her house and, um, and compare yourself. I don't have that. I don't, I don't have... My husband doesn't bring me flowers every day. I like literally, there was someone on Facebook I had to block because her husband was bringing her flowers at least once a week. She had a really nice car and a big house. And I was sitting there, I was like, I don't have this. And I was getting sad. I I bring you flowers. You do. You You just go, how much did these cost? (laughs) (laughs) I go, they were free. (laughs) They were just giving them away at the funeral home. We have a good time, right? (laughs) But in this situation... (laughs) Come back, come back with me, all right. In this situation, Facebook... I've never done that, ever. Facebook was causing me to not be content with what the Lord has blessed me with. I am a very blessed woman. We are blessed in here. Do you know, Todd, Pastor Todd talks about going on mission trips and seeing people who walk to the river to get drinking water... and live in huts and they have to kill their food every day we are so we go to the grocery store we drive up to the grocery store and they'll load our car for us if you explaining that to a third world country it doesn't work very well (laughs) like you put your groceries in your car yeah yeah I I mean, I can't explain it. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) I work with um, some really amazing people who have, who from all over the world working at a hospital. And one lady I work with is from Ethiopia. And I asked her, what is, what do you miss most about home? Because she's not been here in America all her life. She came a few years ago. And she said, the thing I miss most is the food. And I said, what do you mean? What what do you miss about the food? Because I was thinking the food here is so much better. (laughs) Because I would go over there and cringe, I know. And um, she said, it's fresh. They don't have refrigerators. They don't have freezers to put their food in. So what they have is fresh chicken that they just killed. God has given us. In In her world, that was a blessing for her. We have blessings. God gives us blessings and kisses in certain ways. You know, if Marianna had to run to the grocery store to go get something, it's probably not as big of a deal as if Kenzie has to go with the toddler being pregnant and on a cold, cold day. And, um, you know, Marianna getting a free grocery pickup is probably not as much of a blessing as it was for Kenzie. And 
it's just important to remember that. It's important to remember Facebook, if it's causing you to stumble, if it's causing you to not be content, get rid of it. And Todd gave a really great perspective on a man, on a father, on a daddy's side, or on a husband's side of how chaotic marriage and how hard marriage can be. But on a woman's side, it is a very sacrificial place to be, especially as a mother, getting up every three hours to feed a newborn baby. It's taxing. It's hard. And that's not something you think about when you're, when you're single. You're, you want the relationship. You want to cuddle a sweet baby. And a sweet baby a, that wakes you up every three hours. <laughs> you don't, but you don't think about that yeah. whenever you're in this phase of, I want to get married. I want to have babies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's important to be content where you are. Well, the reason I sh- we put in the video... Isaiah screaming is because you see the little cute little kid walking around here, but most of the time he's the evil screaming little baby that you saw on the, on the thing. Uh, we have a room in our house. Uh, the nerds that come to our house have deemed it the Harry Potter room. It's the room that's under the stairs. Okay. It's an extra room. It's really a closet. It's really a closet. It's not a room. But we call it our Harry Potter room because the nerds rubbed off on us. Anyway, we put a bunch of toys in there and we put a gate and so... Sometimes if we want to keep him from killing himself, you know, because there's things in the house that can kill him, there's nothing in that room that can kill him. We put him in there with a gate, and the problem is he'll just sit there and scream. It's like, you got it made, dude. Just go play with your toys. You got a taco truck in there, a food truck, truck, taco truck, just to sit there and play, and he won't do it. Uh, But that's the thing. Sometimes I'll come home, and Isaiah will be crying, Jonah will be crying, and I just see look of I'm going to kill all these kids on her face and I'm like just come with me kids just come with me but what you see on Facebook is we got food on the table right you don't see the I'm going to kill every one of these kids I'm like it's fine we'll make more that just look like look just like them okay second question are you truly hearing from God are you truly hearing what God is saying to you guys because sometimes Abram, we see with Abraham and Sarah, Abraham was like, Are you sure it's not this servant of mine that you want to be my heir? And then Sarah was like, Are you sure you don't want him to go sleep with my maidservant and have an heir? You have to make sure that you hear exactly what God is calling to you. And some of that means waiting and discerning what the Lord has for you. And so it's not the fun part. I mean, we we want God to answer our prayers immediately, but sometimes he's got to show us what is the right thing for us through circumstances. And number three, as the band comes back, what promises do you need to stand on today? What of God's promises in your life do you need to stand on today? Guys, honestly, sometimes we get so stuck in the hustle and bustle of life. We get so stuck in, in making Money. We get so stuck in, in getting food on the table. We get so stuck that we forget that God has a purpose and plan for each and every one of our lives. And he's called us for great things. He's not just called Pastor Todd and Crystal for great things. He's called us all for great things. And so what I'm saying to you is, is what promises do you need to stand on today? Maybe you're kind of stuck in a rut. You're, you're kind of where we are. You know, you, you feel like every day sometimes can be the same. You get up, you take the kids to school, you come home, you make the kids dinner, you go to bed. You get up and repeat. 
But what God is saying to you today is that's just for now. Years later, they're going to be gone. But what you're doing is you're shaping the next generation of Christ followers right now in your home. And so what I'm saying to you is never despise the little things. Because it's the little things that God has called us that make greatness. The staff and I talked this week, and we were talking about excellency. Our, our goal here at Hope Church is that everything that we do would be excellent. And you find excellence in the little things, in the showing up on time, in the taking care of this, taking, taking care of the little things. And so guys, what I'm saying to you today is God is calling you to trust him. He's calling you to rest on his promises. Don't despise where you are because he's got something for you. Do you have something you want to say? You keep inching forward. So I'm like, is she going to say something? <laughs> oh, we're trying to work out this preaching together. It's not as easy as it looks. But guys, what I want to encourage you is as the band plays, we're going to have some prayer people up here and in the back. What I want to say to you is that God has something for you. Are you listening to him? Are you hearing him? And are you obeying what he's called you to do? Now, if you need some confidence to pray, our our prayer people are going to be up here in the back. We'd love to pray with you with whatever. But I want you to truly ask God today, am I finding the happiness in where you have me right now? Or do I need to wait on a promise for later? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for stories like this in the Bible that encourage us. Lord, Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years to receive the promise that you have for them. Lord, that's a long time to wait. But you were faithful and you accomplished the promise that you said you were going to do from the beginning. So Lord, I pray for the people today that feel like God has put a promise on their life and haven't seen you deliver yet. Lord, help them to have confidence. Help them to have courage that you are going to answer that call. Lord, I pray for the people there today that just need to be content in their season. Lord, some seasons are harder than others, but some seasons go by faster than we anticipate. So Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you would just help us to be content in whatever season we find ourselves because you are shaping us for what is next. So Lord, I pray as we go into this next time of reflection, Lord, that you would truly show us what you've called us to do today, why you've brought us into this place. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray.